Why the energy sector is a great place to be an entrepreneur. What energy innovations are driving the future? Demand management and control. What makes the lights come on? Energy efficient smart home technology, consumers taking energy into their hands. These are some of the questions that will be answered in today's show. I work hard to find credible founders, not only from around the world, but in various industries too. Justin has been at the forefront of the energy industry since 1995. He has co-founded two companies since then, Fulcrum Energy and Energy Ogre. No matter which industry you are in, his day-to-day tools for success, strategic planning, and tips for creating multiple profitable and sustainable businesses can help you grow. We're going to learn how he podcasts before we bring him on. Justin, which platform do you stream your shows through? Well, you know, I do tend to listen to lots through Apple, through uh, the old school way that that was done at the beginning of podcasts. But as time goes on and, uh, and, and I think podcasting becomes more sophisticated, I really love the long form uh, that, that the platform actually provides because I think that uh, answers to things are, are a little bit more complicated than people, you know, it's hard to, some people think if they read a couple of tweets, they're subject matter experts. And, and I think you can begin to scratch the surface and, and having a conversation with somebody that's a, that's an expert in the field. So the long form really works for me. I find I watch a lot of this on YouTube as well, because I like the visual, I like to sort of follow along and the production style for a lot of these is, has gotten so good that uh, that's, that's a big positive in those. So. I like how you said that when I first started doing the podcasting, a lot of people did not want to be on video actually. And I would get it started. So that's what really drove me to the full audio podcast. I do have some guests with some video coming out. Uh, as you know, as an entrepreneur, there are not enough hours in the day. So it is on the bucket list to start doing as well. But sure. I listen to an Apple as well. When in the day do you find yourself listening to shows? You know, uh, oftentimes, if I'm doing something where I'm reviewing some information, I'll have that go in the background. I actually like to have, I like to multitask that way. So I, I actually listen to podcasts quite frequently. Um, you know, obviously, if, you know, lifting or running or something like that, I try to do that as well. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, I, I try to fit it in where, where I can, I can pay partial attention to a lot of these things. Yeah. Multitasking is something you have to leverage one way or the other. You have to find a way to make the most of your time. Listen to a podcast while you're working out, while you're in the office, all great ways to make the most of that hour. Welcome back to that entrepreneur show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancy. You can learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancy across social media, my YouTube channel, or VincentALancy.com. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build, manage. If it is your first time sitting down with us, each week since December 2019, I have interviewed the founder of a company or brand to share what has worked well for them what they needed to improve on, and all of their learning lessons along the way. There are also bonus episodes for you to enjoy, including Rewind the Clock series, where I bring back past guests who are still making headlines, and of course, the Gasparilla Overloads. Each guest on this podcast will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. 
You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. With over 25 years of entrepreneurial experience and two founded companies to add, the advice today will be endless. His latest endeavor has helped over 100,000 Texans save up to 40% on their electricity bills, over 150 million since its founding while continuing to create innovation in the energy sector. I know this is a sector I can use some more information on, so I'm glad we have today's guest stopping by. Renewable energy is a topic that dominates headlines every day across around the industry, and the answer to addressing long-term energy demand lies in this technology. You ready to dive in, Justin? Here he is, Justin ready. Bradshaw. Ready or not, here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Would you mind introducing yourself a little more to our audience today, and then we'll dive into business talk. Sure, sure. Uh, so my name is Justin Bradshaw. I'm the founder here at Energy Ogre. Uh, I serve as the CEO today. It's a great group of folks. I've been in the energy space uh, since, as you said, 1995. I wish it were entrepreneurial from the beginning, uh, but I got hired into the space. Um, you know, definitely right place at the right time. Had no idea that I would be getting into the electricity business when it was just starting to go uh, through a dramatic series of changes. So that's been, uh, you know, super fortunate of being in the right place at the right time. Had some some people where I learned a lot of the right things to do. I learned a lot of the wrong things to do by not having to do them. <laughs> Watching other people's mistakes, which was great. Uh, and then I proceeded to uh, be foolish enough to start my first uh, first business with, uh, with a partner. And uh, uh, learned a tremendous amount from that. And uh, have just been continuing to to figure some of these things out and, and enjoy my journey. So enjoy my ride. You mentioned you started out not as an entrepreneur, then you found your way with a partner. What was that moment that led you to doing entrepreneurship? What was that moment that led you to becoming a founder, no more corporate? Yeah, so you know what had happened at the time was uh, there was a pretty big upheaval in our industry and the power business, uh, specifically related to the collapse of Enron. And so there was, it was a pretty big watershed moment in the, in the evolution of the electricity space because it didn't just uh, catch Enron in that downdraft. The whole segment of companies that were into wholesale power marketing and running power plants and building power plants, it was a, a seismic shift in, in that industry. And, and what happened was, you know, the status quo for me where I was working, um, changed. We had new folks that came in that uh, didn't really provide a lot of confidence on our strategic direction. But uh, so there was a little bit of a of a push. And there was also a large pull because the types of, of things that we've been doing for our company, uh, we got out of that space and everyone else got out of that space. And there was this big void uh, for, for folks that needed certain products and services really the logistics around how do you run a power plant? How do you bring fuel? How do you source the fuel? What are the contracts for that fuel? How do you transport it? How do you store it? Then how do you sell the power? Do you, you know, who do you sell the power to? What term of power are you selling? Are you selling it as energy or ancillary services? So there's a whole art associated with administering and manage, managing generation, particularly in the, in the wholesale marketplace, uh, and then the competitive marketplace. So 
you know, there was a huge opportunity because no one was doing that. It was a skill set that we had learned doing this for ourselves and for other people. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, misery loves company. So uh, a friend of mine who was in you know, my peer at the company doing the same job that I was doing, we, we ran the numbers and said, well, you know, we, we can do this. Uh, and so we, you know, took, took a leap and, and started a new business. So it was, it was, uh, was a big step for sure. You mentioned a lot there, transporting, storing, all of these things in the assembly line that one might not think of right away when getting their feet into the energy space. What are two of the hardest parts in this space? I mean, you just said a few that I feel are extremely difficult, but as far as being an entrepreneur, <laughs> What challenges you? Well, you know, power is a very interesting thing. You know, it's it's a challenge, but therein lies the opportunity as well. So a lot of people, you know, we're very familiar with using electricity, but a lot of us don't really fully understand how it all works. You know, it's a little bit of magic, <laughs> ma magic in the walls. But electricity is a very strange thing. It's not like anything else that we use. It's uh, no matter where you are, you know, where you are in Florida or me here in Houston, uh, all power is, it's produced, consumed, or distributed and consumed instantaneously. We can't really store it in any meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is it's the ultimate just-in-time inventory product. And so it's the nature of that's so different than anything else that we buy. You know, if we're buying gasoline, then we can store it. If we're buying coal, we can kind of have a coal pile. If we have natural gas, we can throw it in the ground. And the very, the intrinsic nature of electricity and the way it's consumed in the way, and it's done through very, very specific, you know, at a certain frequency and certain voltages, it's a, it's a big, huge challenge to actually run that all out and that imagine. actually provides uh all the opportunity because it it really incents innovation where did you learn how to perfect this part of the process is this through mentorship was this through reading how did you figure this all out <clears throat> well you know it's it, it's kind of interesting when i started in the in the mid 90s the federal government had just opened wholesale power marketing which meant that that uh, folks that were not utilities could buy and sell wholesale electricity or put a new power plant in place, uh, you know, develop one, build a power plant, and they could sell it at market-based rates. That had never really happened before. So kind of what we learned was we figured it out because we were in the middle of doing it from the beginning. And so there's been this evolution over time of the way that works today, there's still room for lots of people. I still see people um, that don't maybe have an electricity background are getting involved in developing renewable energy projects or even things as, as you know, smaller scale like community right. solar or individual solar. So the thing about this is that ultimately electricity is consumed at the retail level, whether that's a, a commercial customer or a residential customer, all the way through to large industrial to dealing with the wholesale side. So there's a lot of fractions in this space uh, that, that there's room for people to you know, get involved with it and to innovate. Thank you for sharing all that. We've had an amazing show so far, and I think it is the perfect time to mention that this month's episodes are also going to be brought to you by a former episode, again, Sunny's Wellness CBD. They're great for any type of stress, anxiety, 
pain or swelling. And above all, they're also an eco-friendly CBD brand. They will be an awesome addition to anyone's daily routine or regimen. Whether you need a great night's sleep or you have some pain or swelling, head to sunnyswellness.com and check out all they have to offer. I know there had to be a ton of learning lessons along the way, as you just described a few of them. What would you say your greatest failure or lesson learned was across your entrepreneurial journey? Um, you know, the, the one of the greatest lessons learned was, you know, it doesn't matter really how smart you are or, or how smart you think you are or, uh, you know, if you have the best idea in the world. There's always an externality uh, that's in play when you're trying to build a business. And, you know, in, in very simplistic terms, I always thought about it as having good bounces. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can set everything up correctly. You, you can be ready to take advantage of certain situations. You can have the best idea in the world. But you have to have some, you're still going to be subject to some third party that makes or breaks what you're doing. And so that's a, that, that can be a, a challenging and scary thing. Um, that's the biggest and most important takeaway. And I think that, that that has to feed back on folks from a resilience perspective, right? So if you decide that you want to start something and you fail, you know, you, you have to understand that it may not have anything to do with your idea or how hard you worked or some of those things. There are, there are externalities that you just can't control. And so it doesn't have to put you off of being an innovator on a going forward basis. You just have to recognize that there are things that are going to be outside your control. I just put down the notes, no matter how prepared you are, sometimes things just happen outside variables. They are at play all the time. Don't be discouraged by failure. A lot of people hop out of entrepreneurship because they realize that failure comes a lot sooner than success. And I see that every single day with myself. There are some days where some weeks even where it's just like, I don't know what went right this week. And it's discouraging, but you got to stay positive. You got to stay focused. Get up, send more cold emails, send more cold networking messages on LinkedIn, what have you. It will work out. I now want to ask you to learn a little more about you, I should say, Justin. If you could sit down with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? You know, I think about that uh and I don't know if, if it would sort of qualify, but, you know, I've always been interested in Nikola Tesla as, you know, I look through some of these things and Tesla, I think is a very interesting person in terms of technological innovation. And I think it might dovetail very much back into what we were just talking about. You know, here's a guy that, that had amazing insights and, and had fundamental discoveries as to the nature of, of electrodynamics. And you know, at the end of the day, still, I believe, died penniless, uh, homeless, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, w- with sort of nothing. And there's there's a, a really interesting skill set uh, there and, and a process for how you commercialize technologies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd love to understand how uh, I'd love to understand his journey in terms of the insights that he had, and the types of things that were done. I find it to be a very interesting story, particularly for something like that to have happened at the at the, you know, onset of kind of the revolution of electrification mm-hmm. and some of these fundamental insights that he had them. And yet, um, you know, he wasn't able to, 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 you know, make those work for him as an individual. So we're going to delve deeper here now, Justin, where are you going to sit down if you got to pick the place as well? Uh, 
I would love to see, you know, there's, there's so many insights on, on things. There's a place I believe in Colorado Springs that he had, you know, a, a number of like his little test bed set up there. Yeah. I'd love to see what he was working on. So that's where I would do it. I love it. Well, before we get into the spotlight story, what's next for you and all of your entrepreneurial endeavors, Jesson? Well, you know, I think I think that it becomes a thought process and a mindset. You know, fortunately, uh, I, I guess it can be a little bit of a disease or mm-hmm. uh, an affliction as well as a positive thing. But really, when you start looking at things like this, you really start to find opportunities. Mm-hmm. You, you, you become much more attuned to thinking through some of those things. So uh, the positive news is the, the electricity space, as you mentioned, you know, earlier on, is really right in the middle of a, of kind of a second revolution in terms of what's happening. Uh, I think there's a there's there's a lot that is positive, and there's there's a tremendous amount of room for technological innovation. There's room for folks figuring out new storage technologies. There's there's room for folks figuring out uh, you know better ways to to handle some of the things mm-hmm. that we were talking about before, like demand management. How do you run a smart home? Um, none of those things really exist today. And a lot of it that's there is not real uh, yep. or not real helpful. And okay. so there's a, there's a tremendous amount of room within this space. And uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see this getting to the, you know, in state in, in this anytime soon. So I, I can probably spend the rest of my life just working on uh, power and electricity related uh, things, either at the wholesale or the, or the uh, retail level. Well, I look forward to seeing your next accomplishments. Please keep us in the loop so we can share it with this community of entrepreneurs. It is now time for the Spotlight Story, and we have a good one on today that I learned for the first time in researching the article. If it's your first show, at the end of each episode, my guest and I go over a fellow entrepreneur's journey to provide some perspective from a new lens. And today, since we have an entrepreneur in the energy fields on the show today, We will introduce the story of another in Nathaniel Pate. He is a multi-award winning British Jamaican entrepreneur, engineer, and a man involved in a whole lot. But for the purposes of this write-up, he is the co-founder of Gen X Elite, a renewable energy company with operations in Africa and the Caribbean. He was drafted into the 2018 Financial Times Top 100 Black and Minority Ethnic Leaders in Technology list and in 2017 also featured in the Black Power list of Britain's most influential black people. His work at Gen X was even recognized by Virginia Unite, where he was invited to attend a week-long leadership gathering on Nectar Island with the one and only Sir Richard Branson. I think that's pretty cool. The crisis associated with youth unemployment, education, and energy poverty affects thousands of people in Jamaica. But this entrepreneur began tackling the problems in 2015 by empowering unemployed rural youth, teaching them how to build, assemble, and maintain solar devices, and by doing so, giving them transferable skills, education, and business acumen by unlocking their potential to further develop themselves and access employment. The program is expanding nationally in partnership with the Housing Opportunity Production and Employment, or as everybody knows, HOPE program. It's a government initiative providing an avenue for the development of youth towards sustainable employment. Justin, what's our takeaways here? Well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, you know, obviously helping other people is first and 
uh, you know, that, that's a huge part of our mission and, and what, what I'm focused on as well personally. So these, these kinds of stories absolutely resonate. I think the other thing is outside of the, outside of the change of the world aspect to this and, and what this gentleman is doing, uh, it also highlights the opportunity to bring bring technologies into places that that uh, you know maybe not don't have the same types of infrastructure that we're dealing with elsewhere. I, I had a very interesting experience earlier in my life where I was able to go to Indonesia and uh, talking to some of these folks that were over there, and it made me realize that uh, a lot of the developing areas of the world have a have a unique opportunity to leapfrog some of the developed areas you know for example they were never going to go string copper wire for telephone service all over these islands in indonesia they were able to bypass that technology entirely and go to cellular telephones or go to mobile devices so it's there's there's room for these massive leaps forward and i you know, we think about the best and brightest of all these things happening, you know, at the best institutions globally, but there is real room for folks uh, from an entrepreneurship perspective to bring, you know, world changing technologies to bear from parts of the world um, that, that, that those of us here may not fully expect. I personally absolutely expect that some of these change the world types of innovations are going to come from India and China and other parts of the developing world. Yeah. Um, just, you know, necessity being the uh, the mother of invention in many of these places. So unbelievable story, though, for, you know, Nathaniel Pete for sure. Incredible analysis there. Thank you for that. And also, Justin, thank you so much for reaching out to become a part of this community of entrepreneurs. I had a great time learning from you today. I particularly enjoyed how you got into entrepreneurship because the opportunity presented itself. Don't be scared, everyone listening on. This can happen to any of you. Maybe not in energy, but opportunities knock every day. You just have to put in the work. You were constantly learning throughout your testimonial. And you said failure may not because it's a bad idea. There may be some things going on that you can't control. That's something important that everyone needs to remember. Don't give up if it doesn't work the first time. Sometimes it's not to the 100th or 200th time, but it will work out. And of course, the reason for choosing your entrepreneur was great. Let's now ask you for your last word here, Jessen. No, I mean, I think that those words of encouragement, um, all of us, I think can recall at least one point in time where he said, Hey, you know, that person was ahead of their time. They were just too soon. Uh, you know, they're a visionary and it just, you know, the world wasn't ready for those types of things. Mm-hmm. If, if you decide that you want to try to do that, I think it's particularly, uh, you, you got to think about it as the way I did at least was to think about it as a trade. Um, you know, it's a position. And I started my I started my journey trading wholesale commodity electricity. So trading analogies are very easy for me. But what's the worst case scenario? Let's say that you go try to start a business. Let's say you're in corporate America, you're highly employable, and you have an idea and you want to go do that. <clears throat> well, let's say that you fall flat on your face. <clears throat> the worst case scenario is you go back into industry to get a job that either the one you had or one that looks just like it. So have a good sense of what your risk profile is and taking a chance on yourself. And uh, that's what I would encourage folks that that think that this might be the lifestyle for them. Great. Can you please now share how we can find you, your business, get in touch with you? Yeah, for sure. The easiest way to catch up with uh, what we're doing here at Energy Ogre is on our website. It's uh, energyogre.com. There's a lot of really uh, interesting uh, free tools that are on there. We try to keep up with the blog of, of, uh, 
information that's current and, and, and worth sharing with folks to maybe dispel some, some information. Some of it may be a little bit more focused on, on what's happening mm -hmm. uh, in the Texas market uh, as we are our own electricity island here, uh, separate from the rest of the country. Uh, but yeah, that's the easiest way to get caught up with me um, and uh, look forward to, to hearing from your listeners. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Jensen. Again, thank you so much. And while you're checking out all his great content, we are at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. But on Twitter, we are at Podcast by Lancey because of the character limit. I am at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media, YouTube, and my website, vincentalancey.com. My latest book is Mental Health Week. If you have an elementary school student, be sure to check out that book to level up their mental health in a fun way. Let's end the show with a quote. This one is from Jamie Palinetti. Limitations live only in our minds. But if we use our imaginations, our possibilities become limitless. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next week on That Entrepreneur Show.